All right, folks. Episode number four, Plum Bums Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we have some listeners we've noticed. We've been tracking the analytics, which is pretty cool. Uh, got a listener from Belgium. Someone downloaded from Belgium. Yeah, you showed me. I don't know what that language in Belgium is. Can't believe Belgium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> we actually are going to have our first guest on the podcast today, my Uncle Paul. The guy who I took over the business from, Paul, s- introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Paul. <laughs> so we got me, Max, and from. <laughs> <laughs> we got me, the basically the uh, the whole work crew today, except for Nancy. But um, I don't know. Are you excited to be on? Yeah, this is. I've been listening to the. Um, you got to move closer. Uh, I've been listening to the first three of them. I think they're interesting. Um, they're actually when I'm driving around, and it's something to. I listen to other podcasts, but when I, when I t- turn this one on, I listen to stories. Very funny. I think you and Max work as good as a team. You guys sound good together. Um, when you just, turn when you turn this one on, everything changes. <laughs> <laughs> He's just being nice. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. He's I, just I, trying I, to support our dreams. I think this. I, I would like to see this thing take off. I think you guys sound really good together. Well, we wanted to. Uh, there's a couple of people who uh, have expressed interest in being on it, but I said, well, the first and foremost, we have to get Paul on. That's only fair. I'm here, but uh, no, I'm 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 glad to have you on. I think it's going to be fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so I took over. It's about seven years now. Yeah, seven years. When you had had enough. Yep. Pull the plug. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and then I joined on, and then three weeks later, you're like, "All right, I'm I'm, I'm out all all together." <laughs> you got three weeks to learn this. If Figure you know, out. You if you need anything, call Rob. Well, that's a grand. That's a grandpa did to me. He's like, <laughs> he dropped out of a heart attack, and he's like, learning quick. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Before we even get into these questions, can you explain what happened with that? Grandpa's first heart attack. Oh, like, yeah. how did it go down? Well, I was, I was, where was I? I was running my own construction company. You know, we were doing small jobs. What was uh, the name of it? It was uh, Continental Construction, you know, named after the block that we grew up on. Um, and then um, I was doing that for years. Um, yeah, I jumped out, did other things, did um, marketing, did uh, insurance, and um, but I always came back to construction. You know, ever since high school, I think I knew I wanted to be on my own business when I was, um, got to say, ninth grade. Um, what I kind of notice is most of the courts is, are more entrepreneurs. Yes, yeah, we all. But are. they don't want to work for anybody. <laughs> it's it's a very hard thing for us to do work for people. It's yeah. also a very hard thing for people to work with us. Yeah. No, because we know it all. I mean, we have every answer to everything, and that's why we're never successful in the way we should be. <laughs> we don't listen to anybody. <laughs> no. So what happened was that, you know, Grandpa, um, I'm going to call him my dad. It's easier. It's hard to call him Grandpa. All right. Uh, my dad was, you know, he was working his business. He was actually doing work with us. He was our plumber. And then, um, and then one day... Um, we were sitting there and we were going up to your father's church and he was at watching TV and um, um, your aunt, my sister was home and we we're all going to see your brother preach that night. And he didn't move. He didn't want to go. He goes, no, nah, I don't not feeling too well. So I took, um, actually I think I took Philip. No, I took um, Daniel and Nicole. Pete and I took, uh, you, you took Nicole and Daniel up to the church. You were already up there cause you lived up there. And then um, Nancy calls mom through some, wait, wait, back then we had what, 
paper cups and a string. That's how we <laughs> found new people out. No, we had, um, I think they contacted the church. Yeah, they probably like called the church number. Yeah, they called the church number, Nancy says. Uh, what year was that? Do you remember? 96? Was it 96? Uh, some, yeah, some, it's 95, 96. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was around there, 95, 96. And Nancy said that dad, you know, not, not feeling good, ended up having a massive heart attack that night. So at that point, um, you know, gram, grandma and my mom was just, you know, kind of freaking out a little bit, trying to pull stuff together. And, you know, it was kind of a, it was, it was, you know, it was the first time our family went through anything was major, especially, you know, the breadwinner of the family, somebody who was always there, who yeah. had all the answers. And, um, you know, dad and I always worked together. Uh, when I was doing construction, he was always our plumber. Um, even when I was younger, he would always take me out of school to do plumbing jobs. You know, help, help me with this water heater, help me with this boiler. And um, you know, over the years, I kind of learned plumbing through there. But the second I, I never really wanted to be a plumber. I was wanted to be a builder, build homes, and and be a contractor. Um, and you know, we did pretty well. We had we were building uh, additions. We were doing uh, new builds. Um, did he ever have a crew? Or was it always just him? No, it was always just him. Yeah, he he never he never wanted to hire anybody. He just wanted to do his own thing. He was a one one on one. God. Yeah, exactly. A solo plumber at a time where they still put cast iron in. Yeah, yeah. He never he never had a worker. You know, raising seven raising seven kids. I don't know how he did it. Um, you know, seven of us, and you know, he would actually. You know, I don't want to get off the, the story there, but he would actually go when we're growing up. He would be he would plumb all day long. And then we go out, and he would drive a taxi cab at night. Wow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. I... Yeah. And then he would drive a taxi cab at night, and then he would end up, um, you know, getting up every morning, doing it over and over and over. That was his quiet time, the taxi. <laughs> right. the taxi driving. Yeah. It was. He didn't want to come home to seven kids <laughs> and the wife. That was his peace and quiet. Yeah, his yeah. peace and quiet. He didn't need the second job. He yeah. just wanted the second job. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's funny. So, so, so it's true. true. You know, so what happened was that... Once he had that, I mean, it was like turmoil for about a two or three weeks straight. And and your, my mom came up. She goes, I don't know what I'm going to do. We got all these bills. We got this. And I said, Mom. Customers waiting. Customers waiting. People calling. You know, and we didn't want anybody here that dad had a heart attack, heart attack or or is it sick because then there goes the business. Oh, yeah. You know, so I said, you well, know, Mom. not to interject, but. When I took over, everyone's like, well, I wanted Paul. Well, like, yeah, so and I then got, when the same you thing. took over, everyone wanted Grandpa. <laughs> everyone, everyone said the same. I was like, Wait, where's your father? Yeah. I don't want you. Get out of my house. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Hey, you guys have told me that too. Yeah. When I walk into somebody's house and like, I walked into somebody's house and they were like, I don't know you. Yeah. I don't, I don't want you. We're where's, still waiting for that to wear off on where's Mac. Phil? Yeah. Where's, <laughs> it's, been, it's been five where's years. Where's Phil? Where's Paul? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had that so many times. I was like, I'm here. I'm the one doing it. So, um, so you didn't tell anybody? No, we didn't yet. tell anybody because we felt, I said, I just told mom, I said, don't tell anybody, you know, I'll just jump in a truck and we'll start doing jobs from there. So what was the first truck? The first truck was a, what was it? It was a blue pickup with a, with an, with an odd colored, um, cap on it. Um, that, uh, I think that was the first truck. I don't know. It's just, we had so many. Yeah. And, and basically the back of the truck looked like, the dumpster that <laughs> you fill after construction <laughs> job, because my because my father never cleaned the truck out after any job. So it was like the first day I get in the car or get in the truck, I drive around, and I'm you know going to the first job, and I think the first job was just to repair a toilet, and I was like, okay, this this is pretty pretty easy. 
It wasn't. I think it took me four hours to repair a flopper. Um, and I sat there and I was trying to, you know, do the job. I went in the back of the truck, I opened it up, and just everything just fell out on me. And I was like, you know, my first job, I almost fell, I almost cried because I was like, oh, I can't do this. I go, I'm not a plumber. I got jobs that, I get, that I'm trying to get off on the construction side. And I'm trying to, uh, you know, finish those jobs up. I got those people yelling at me, but I got, you know, I got to But you were them. still going to try to run the construction no, business? No, I was trying to get out of it. I was because I knew I said I, in my mind the second uh, my dad had the heart attack I said my construction career is over I'm going to be a plumber oh wow yeah it was that quick it was like I had to make a decision like that quick because if I didn't and I went back and forth it wouldn't have been fair to mom you know trying to run dad and do my business and and how do you split the money so I said forget it did you did you switch that quickly because it's a family business and you wanted to keep that going or did you switch because it was because you just didn't like construction because you just didn't. No, you you just felt like that was over. Yeah, you know? I felt that that was a period right then. I made a decision that quick. It wasn't like, oh, let me think about it. I had to make a decision that quick that I was going to end my construction career building homes. And and during that time, I had workers that every worker I had, I want to take to the top of the roof and throw them off because they were always going to try to, they were always trying to rip me off. They were always trying to do this. I just, and I got kind of, not to say it came at a perfect time, but it came at a time when I was, I was sitting there and I was like, you know, I had a lot to manage on the construction side. I said, you know what? It took me a couple of days. I said, if I can figure out how to do the plumbing, it looks like a smaller animal of, of the construction side. Right. And, and it seemed like it made more sense. Well, there's not there's not service construction, right? No. There's not no, really no, there just- is. You can we have do, handyman you type can service, handyman right? Okay. But he, yeah. he was building, you were building houses. Yeah. I was doing, we did houses. We did, I mean, um, my first job as a contractor, we got a job- an add a level, and I had to hire two other contractors to help me. And um, this guy Lenny and I forget the other guy's name, two old guys. And all he did was uh, one guy Lenny drank beer all day long in the job, and <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy I can't remember your your father would know his name. I can't remember his name, but just two old cranky guys that were great contractors. But they did great work, right? They did great work, but. They're like, oh, you'll never get a job this big. They were mad at me because I was so young and I got a big job like that. Yeah. And I said, I said, really? Because I got another one coming up. You want to work? <laughs> <laughs> you were giving them all the work, and uh, they were like, you're never gonna get yeah, big jobs. Yeah. Oh, uh, every day. Gluck, 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 gluck. Yeah. Every day, this guy Lenny, he was amazing. He would show up with a case of beer. It's crazy. My uncle was the same. Is the same. I don't know he, how people work. like I that. don't know how he does it. Yeah. He would. He would come with a case of beer and. Uh, he and he was doing the foundation then, and he would take the empty beer cans and just crush them and put them in the <laughs> <laughs> So one for me and one for the house. <laughs> so he's sitting there and he's filling up these. Um, he's filling up the foundation with all these beer cans, and that that was the first contract I worked with like that. That I was like, all right, let him do what he has to do. I'm not going to question him, you know. But so, so but he would come down every day. In fact, your father was working with me at the same time. And you know your dad remember the whole story. Well, I remember. I remember when he was going to work. I was maybe. How long did that last? Five, six years old. But I remember yeah. that. Oh when yeah. He, when he yeah. would go to. How long did it last that his father worked with you? He, I don't know he stuck with me for a while. He stuck with me on jobs. I mean, he would. <laughs> I was listening to the podcast when I <laughs> when I had him at jobs. Like, no, no, that was you when I took you out at midnight or. Uh, oh, Bern, it, Bernstein's yeah. like midnight because yeah. I had to get this job done. I don't know why. Yeah, it was one of those. Well, because the, they were coming in, we had to, and it was during winter, so yeah, we had yeah. to make sure everything was winterized and all that stuff yeah. because they were going to try to salvage like the basement floor. Yeah, 
But I remember, I remember being there at 11, 12 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I almost, when my dad was working with you, he was the associate pastor yeah. at... Um, Sparta? No, in Mawa. Oh, Remember that, that's remember right, that that's little right. church yeah, in Mawa? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> An associate pastor in a tiny little church, what is he making, 100 bucks a week? Yeah, I mean, it was nothing. Yeah. You know, but... And then they lit, then you guys lived up in that raccoon nest. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, Lehman, uh, the pool place. Bought that place? No, he's lived there his whole life. Oh, really? And when I got a job at that pool place, I was there for maybe three weeks, and then we passed something that I recognized. I was like, wait a second. That's my bedroom. That's my backyard. <laughs> I couldn't, it was so funny. And then yeah. dad had come up and he actually met Vic. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking for a little bit, yeah, and they yeah. were talking about the how cruel the old landlord was. He was yeah, such yeah. a such a nasty old man. The yeah. roof caved in one night. We were all sleeping, and the entire half of the roof just caved in. Oh, that's a that and it was a that that and a raccoon. Man. That you should just have your father on just tell the raccoon. You know what? Story. Yeah. So uh, my <laughs> dad's going to be on in a couple of weeks. I'll, me, just, well, I'll have him tell the raccoon. Let me go back story. to <laughs> let me go back to my story because I can go on a tangent with that one. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So where, did you, where did you leave off? So I left off where I had to make a choice right then. Yeah. That either I do construction or do that or go to plumbing. And I said, you know what? Plumbing, it's a family business. I saw the pressure that grandma was under and my mom was under. I said, I'm not walking away. Um, you know, I'm going to do this right now. So my first job was, like I said, it was a toilet. And it just, you know, plumbing's not hard. Once you figure out the basics of how to do it, you get it done, you figure right. it out, and then once it's done, it repeats itself in different ways. Yeah. And then once you get that done, you become a you know a, 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 an excellent mechanic. Yeah. So all the years I worked with my father, I never listened to him. I never, uh, help me with a water heater, do this, sweat this, sweat this, you know. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I go, can't be this hard. Flabber took me like two hours. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> but I ended up charging the lady, I think it was like $300. And in, in the mid nineties. Oh yeah. 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 So every <laughs> out of your house, out of her house. <laughs> well, let me go back on that story. So at the same time, my father's in the hospital, uh, trying to work himself through a heart attack and he had a phone next to his bed. And I, and every time I would go to a job, I would call him up and say, dad, what do you do there? And he goes, would you stop calling me? <laughs> he goes, charge what you want. I'm like, all right, I will. So then I think it was the first job. The first job was a toilet repair. I got $300 from it. He goes, how much did you get? He goes, I go, $300. He goes, what did you do? I go, I changed a flap and adjusted the thing. $300? He goes, I don't want to tell you anything. Just keep charging what you're doing. He goes, That's, I, never got, I never got $75 ever on a toilet repair. $300 and you didn't give her a new yeah. toilet? You know what I still have? I have pinned to this bulletin board a, a an old receipt from 1982 from Grandpa. Oh, you did you? Yeah, I yeah. still have it in yeah, there. I we still like, see old stickers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we see the the old stickers okay. that we put on hundred dollars for this boiler, or even older than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even older. We, I think you came your first winter. We came here and we pulled out a boiler that Grandpa had put in. Yeah. Oh, forty five years earlier. Yep. Yeah. And his his old sticker was there and everything. And we he told, had the one with the guy where the freezing it looked like he it didn't look like a uh, it didn't look like a radiator. It looked like a beer that was overflowing in the picture. Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen one in a while. Next I have to, to a heater on his that was his car. So we always stick those to the water the boiler. Okay. I don't remember what it looked like, but yeah. I remember his sticker was there. Yeah, yeah. So he he, I, he put him he was good at that. He put him everywhere. So then um, once he found out I didn't know how to charge and I was just overcharging everybody. <laughs> He was like, "Don't change your way," and not that we overcharge customers. I'm just saying is that, that you know we. Well, you're there's a transition period there. Yeah. You're trying to figure it out. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what the number. I ne didn't know what numbers were, you know, because when we had a construction business, I really didn't do my numbers. 
know, we just were getting, we were so busy. So, and it went on a couple weeks and it just started picking up. And then the one job I think you talked about in your first podcast was your father and I did a water heater. Yeah. And that <laughs> I hear one, that story all the time. <laughs> that, that I mean, was, I remember growing up listening to that, that story. That was probably the funniest story ever because you, I was listening to it and I was like trying, I wish I was like, no, no. And this happened, this happened. So it was, it wasn't a single water heater. It was a dual water heater. Oh, a tandem? It was a tandem okay. water heater. So one water heater fed Still. it the other. You know, and, and the lady, the lady, this lady had to be like 100 years old. She goes, My water heater's leaking. I'm like, Okay, we'll go down and fix it. I'm like, I come like superhero here. I'm like, I'm going to fix this. I'll have this done in an hour. I think it was 14 days later. We were, like, <laughs> we were just. It was the next billing cycle. She passed away. She sold the house and she still has no hot water. <laughs> so the first call went out. It was to your father. I'm like, Steve, you got to help me out here. I go, I, I go. I know we worked with dad a million times and I just still can't figure out how to do a water heater. <laughs> so it, we go in there and the, the, the both water heaters were got to be 40 years old. And back then, in the houses, there was no water filters, no nothing. So both water heaters at the bottom were about six inches of a calcium oh, yeah. built up. So we couldn't even drain them down. Mm. So <sighs> so what, first thing it took us- We still run into that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The calcium's all over the place. Yep. So we ended up trying to shut it down, and both handles of each water heater broke off. And I'm like, oh, no. So but there's we, no water coming out. It no. was so backed up with calcium. No, no, no. The handle to feed the oh, water. Oh, I got Because it was leaking yeah. past that. It was going on her, on, her, on her floor. So then I said, I went to shut it down. The handles broke off. I'm like, oh, no. So <laughs> then I went over to the water main, and it wasn't like a simple ball valve. It was that yeah, old yeah. one you had to put a pipe on. Yep. And I remember my, how my dad showed me how to do this. We had wrenches here. And that, we almost broke that water main. <laughs> and we, we just stopped it just to the point where we shut it off. It right. stopped. So we're sitting there. We're like... I start cutting the pipe, and the house would not drain down. I'm like, why is this thing not draining down? Problem is, we had back pressure coming in from, um, we had back pressure coming in for something. I don't know what it was. We found out she had a well pump tied to it. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> the worst first job. I mean, that's the worst God. first job ever. She had some type of old well pump. I'm like, where's that water coming from? We you know what? Out. We run into that all the time because we'll go to, Nancy will call us. Oh, someone just called. It's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Someone just called. They just need a fill valve. Yeah. It's never just a fill valve. No. And we go, okay, if if it came in at 9 o'clock in the morning, it would just be a fill valve. Yeah. But if it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, no, it's a, they need a new shut off. Yeah. And then we need to turn off the house water, and then the handle breaks, and then you have to fix it. Oh, can this. you just look at this for me while you're yeah. here? Yeah. It's just, a, it's always a nightmare. That's when I'll say, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. It's like, live it, we'll live with it for a night. Yeah. So the thing is that, I don't want to drag the story out, because I know you got other stuff we want to talk about, but- Real quick, we ended up finally shutting the water down, and we couldn't drain it out. So what happened was, I remember um, working with my dad. Every time he had a plugged um, drain off at the bottom, he would take a pipe and knock the calcium out, right, and then put the plug back on. Yeah. So really had, quick, really quick. So yeah. So we unscrewed them, both of them, and I'm like, oh, there's the calcium. I see what my father did. I took a pipe, put it in there. And the water came out like it was a fire hose. Yeah. And, and I couldn't get the thing back on. 
So I was like, I don't know what that movie was where where the fire hose was in the guy's face and he couldn't get, he was like trying to put the, the cover on the fire hose and I was soaking wet within 30 seconds. <laughs> and then your brother's laughing at me. My dad. Yeah. Standing there <laughs> laughing at sorry, him. My brother's laughing at me. And he's like, what are you doing? So he tries to get on there. But meanwhile, this lady's basement was flooded in 30 seconds. <laughs> and, and we were like that, what's that movie, Home Alone, where the guy in the basement was like trying to stand up and he had all that glue on the floor yeah slipping around I, that was us we were just dying we were oh dying God. <laughs> so we were trying we were trying to clean up and all of a sudden you hear a voice are you guys all right do you need help down here? <laughs> and we're di- we're dying laughing i'm not dying laughing i was like crying frustrated frustrated yeah, yeah. and well <laughs> that was listen that was that was the first we finally figured out you know and then the, well, let me end the story here then my other brother, Pete, calls me. He goes, don't forget to use flux when you solder. I'm like, ah, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, what did I forget to do? I forget to put flux on the pipe. I was burning the pipe. You know, and I was- because I would was, never catch. Yeah, it would never catch. So You know, here, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but hearing these stories of of how you got started versus how you how experienced you are now, yeah, it's, it's, very, it's amazing because you think simple- it's something so simple. Flux the pipe before you sweat it. Yeah, yeah. And and now, like when we have problems, well, who do we call? The yeah. guy who had all the problems in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah. The guy who ran into all the problems in the beginning, and yeah. you ask him, and he knows everything. And my father this was is, the same way. This is this is a this is a thread through the court's family yeah. that we don't listen. Yeah, That's why exactly. you don't work for people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you we can't work for people because we don't. Listen. We know everything. They tell me all the, the time that I have to learn the hard way. Oh yeah. With, yeah. with the numbers, with this, with that, taking yeah. certain jobs. It's yeah. true. Every single, I said, I think I said it on, on uh, like two or three episodes ago when I was like, you get all the courses together apart. They were very different, but you get all of a sudden they're the same room and you're looking around and you're like, this is one person. <laughs> this is one person wrapped into. <laughs> it's like this is, there's no difference between these people. The walking Chronos of people. It's like, yeah. <laughs> one person. <laughs> no, but that, but that was it. That was after that. Then I got real serious and I said, "Okay, I can't jerk around." And um, so that that truck that I had um, it took me two years to get an actual van. So we were so broke at that time. You know, I was working, give my mom uh, my mom the money. She was paying the bills, and we were going back and forth. And I just accepted there's where I'm gonna be. You know, right. Meanwhile, my friends are doctors and lawyers yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, so, <laughs> so I'm so I'm sitting there, and for two winters I could not. Ha- I don't have heat in my truck, so I would go on the coldest day, start that blue truck up, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're gonna do it today. Oh, this is where That's I become the worst. A, this is where I become a winner in life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tony Robbins says you gotta go to the yeah. hard times. <laughs> Tony Robbins says you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You're so like put, you're like putting tapes in the heat. tape deck, trying to stay, <laughs> trying to stay motivated. Tape deck chews it up, spits <laughs> <laughs> it out. While you're taking a t-shirt to wipe off the fog. Here's up. your life. <laughs> it just lun- just ends up in the packed pile of all the stuff in the back of the truck. I'll get it later. <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but and then then it let us here. So. Well, let me ask. You, so you took over. Let's let's say ninety six was the year you took over. How long did it take? Because I remember there was a bunch of trucks on the road. Yeah, the yeah. guys working for us. Courts started to flourish, but how long did that take? That took. Um, I would say yeah, it probably took about five years. Five years to really get in the groove. Oh uh, yeah, five years to finally sit there. And when I first started out, I didn't know what numbers were. I didn't know the profit and loss. I didn't know any of that stuff. 
I knew it. I just never thought it applied to my business. Right. You know, I was like, oh, everyone else does it. I don't yeah. I need that. I just need to know off the top of my head. And that's why I went into jobs and I would just charge whatever. <clears throat> and the fifth year, I said, I got to know my numbers because I had friends that were in the industry. I started making friends in the industry. And they're like, well, how much you charge for this? And I'm like, oh, I charge them this. Like, how'd you get that price? I'm like, well, you know, I, and I just really throw the bull at them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just figured out this. And they're like, oh, can you show me those numbers one day? I'm like, no. Because <laughs> like, yeah. then that means I got to really sit down and do my numbers. Yeah. And like the fifth year into it, I said, I'm going to start learning my numbers. And that's when I started taking all my numbers of what it costs to run a business, material, this, that. And that took a long time, you know, because at that time I started um, reaching out to other companies who in other states. You know, I went to California. Yeah, um, you, took a, you took a lot of trips to go check yeah, those out. Maurice Mayo out in California, Frank Blau up in, uh, up in uh, Milwaukee. Maurice Mayo. Um, uh, Ronnie was talking about him in class one night. Yeah. Maurice yeah. Mayo, yeah. He started, he started me as far as getting the numbers down. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that's a Maurice Mayo book right there. That price book? That price book is Maurice Mayo. How old is that price book? It's got to be 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a 20-year-old book. I, I, it's got to be older than that. It's got to be... Uh, oh, listen, I'm not tossing it because it, it gives us a good basis. Yeah, yeah but... But, but I, Maurice Mayo, uh, that's a book that they built for me. You know, And the numbers were off. They were more California numbers. And their business in California has, cannot even match up to New Jersey because it's different... Um, it's almost a different industry. Yeah, well, it's different geography. Like, you need to put a water heater and a boiler in your truck in California because your job's not five minutes away. It's an hour and a half uh, away. Yeah. yeah. And you have to have a rolling box we have supply houses every 15 right. feet yep. we talked yep. about that. yeah yeah so you don't, don't have how to lucky leave. we are like not keeping stock yeah it is, it is a good thing There's, that's why i used to keep stock you know so you know it was you know i didn't know better i didn't i didn't know like you know all i know is where i wanted to be and i always wanted to have you know five trucks doing two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year doing 1.2 million dollars <throat> then that's and that's the number i had we were we were getting there and the problem was that even though we knew our numbers we didn't know how to balance our numbers right and we were spending this and doing this. And, you know, like I said, I flew out. Oh, I was all over. I went to visit companies in Indiana. I went to visit Texas. And then I joined these these um, uh, these businesses that were trying to sell you a franchise. And I looked at yeah. Plumber Success International. You know, these are all good industries right now but uh, or, or franchises. But, you know, every time I went to talk to somebody, I would give them the, the, um, the format of that company um, I have a couple of good friends who are very good in business, and I'm like, no, nah, you don't want to do this. Just keep your own name, know your numbers, you'll do right. well. You know, and and then over the years, it just kind of grew. We we bought trucks, um, we hired guys, and there was a lot of leap by faith. I would just jump across a brook and say, okay, I hope it works. Every time it worked, um, you know, it worked out great because we it was you know we made success with it. You know, then we hired two one plumber, two plumbers, three plumbers, um, and then the area where you know, where I didn't know, I would, you know, like the bigger jobs, they said, don't take those jobs. Yeah. Those are the jobs where I learned on that not to take those jobs yeah. anymore. You know, stick to service, you know, but again, you panic, you're like, oh, I gotta get money in here. Yeah. And because the big jobs come in when in summer when plumbers are generally slow, yeah. plumbers yeah. and heaters, and, and you, you're kind of like, uh, I should really take this job. But I, I think we were talking about it when I said, don't just take it to take it because if you're going to lose money, well, just, you just because you yeah, just because you can do something doesn't mean you right, should do it. Right, yeah, that's yeah. the biggest. If it's going to hurt you in the long run, you can you can you can run around and stay busy for a month and not meet your numbers, or you can not take that job and leave the time open for stuff that floods in and yeah. build a bigger job from that invoice. Yeah, yeah. And what I learned also 
is that these bigger companies they don't do bigger jobs. They don't. Yeah. It's all service work. Exactly. The the big those the ones you see all over on TV and the billboards, yeah. like the you know the the twenty four hour service yeah, stuff. No, those guys, you don't see those yeah. guys. At they're not jobs. roughing out houses. No, they're not. They're they're doing service work, and. I finally got to a point. I said, "Okay, I need to run my business like it's Sears. I don't see Sears building the dishwasher. I see them just fixing the dishwasher." Yeah. yeah. And I said, "I got to keep focus on that and that small stuff." And what that did is just it educated me more on how to become more of a businessman. And you know, again, I, it's of course we just don't listen. We have to right. go through hard knocks, and that's when you were going through that. I was like, I know he's going to learn it, but in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to go through this again. But you know, if it, if you were going to take over the company and run the way you are. Now the company is at a, at a much higher level than it's, I've ever been at, you know, because the numbers are not only numbers that we not only do we know the numbers, but those numbers allow us to make decisions. Well, there's a, also an, a bigger access to technology in the, when there, than there was 25, 30 years yeah, ago. I had, I had a book. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I was going to ask you, <laughs> when, you took, when you guys started building, what were you doing for advertising? Uh, we were doing this thing, this old thing. It's called the Yellow Pages. <laughs> it was like, and there was a, a good friend of mine, Mike uh, from Mike from Waterworks, had all the big spots. He had full pages. Now Mike is a multimillionaire. Sold his company a couple of years ago. He's part of our association. Really good guy. He helped me out a lot. Um, we're very good friends. Um, and whenever I got into trouble, he would always come over and say, "Paul, do this." It was only here. Yellow Pages. That was it, just throwing books in? Uh, yeah, but, or that, or you go down, you see Route 17, a billboard, or you go uh, radio advertisement. Yeah. And that was so far, but no, no. The big, Our biggest advertisement was, uh, my father said, put your, put your paper in the town news, uh, put your uh, advertisement in the town news, and you'll get plenty of work. And I, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm fine. I took it out of there for two weeks, my phone stopped ringing. Really? Yeah, and then I put it back in and started ringing again. Yes. Yeah. So I just like, all right, I go. He's, you know, and well, that, was, that was the cheapest way to do it. But we have- Town news today is basically Facebook. Yeah, I mean, because I we're I'm in a bunch of River Edge groups. Plus, I want to stay current on what's going on in the town, especially with the switch that they want to do with the schools. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of following that. But you're basically your yellow pages has become social media. Yeah, and once you jump into like when we're trying to improve on advertising, it's all about there is no more yellow pages. There's yeah. it's no more town news. It's all online. It's all social media. And the yeah. problem is. If you don't have someone in your company to figure that out, you have to hire somebody. And, and that's what you do. You're better. I mean, when you, when the bonus of having you take over the company was the fact that you know how to do that stuff. And you're like, oh, I got these many hits. I, I didn't know how to do a lot at first. Yeah. It did take me a while to figure out. Because you remember when I first started, we went to, we went, we took um, someone from the church I was going to out to lunch. Do you remember this? He was like a, a, a yuppie tatted up. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we yeah. sat down, we're like, we want to kind of hire you, and then he put the invoice in front of us. Yeah. We're like, okay, we don't want to hire you, but because <laughs> yeah, it costs so much. How much well, does he it was, cost? He was gonna. He, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to put out some kind of media, and he was gonna bring in a whole film and yeah, lighting yeah, and all yeah, this. Yeah. Stuff. And, he, and then he's like, you know what? Let me give you some advice. And he talked to us about Google SEO. Yeah. He talked to us about utilizing social media, yeah. about making a blog, yeah. and using the blog to boost your stuff up. So. Pretty much all our presence on social media has been completely organic. Yeah. And it takes forever. Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you how you told me how long it takes for you to get your your company it took pushed to the first page of Google. When if you're doing it completely organic? Yeah. It took us two, three years. Yeah. Did, did Michael Weberson help you with that? Did no, you? not okay. at all. Okay. So 
Because because when he was he used to work for us. Well, uh, he gave me some, actually Mike gave me some pointers. Yeah, yeah. He said you should use this. You should do that. Yeah. Um, and then he's and then he stormed off like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> here's the here's the thing I want to talk about between the two of you is the difference between how localized everything was with you because yeah. with you it was put your name in the local papers versus you now it's put your name on social media on the local and pages then you, no no less so local pages for for us now and you just put your name out there out there in social media and it gets to like we saw belgium i mean you get it as far yeah. out as 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 europe versus him who just advertised in the local paper and his right. phone was ringing off the hook not that we go that far but it's it's it was a different it's a different I mean, you time. Were, you were born 95. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, the world today and the world back then, nobody had a cell phone. Yeah. It was just totally, totally different. Like, yeah, when he handed me this book over here, when Paul handed me this book, he was like, here, this is our numbers. Learn it. And I was like, book. <laughs> what is that? I I have a Paper. telephone. How, I have. How does this thing move? I have this. this thing, what is this thing that goes back? <laughs> and, and then forth? he goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Phil Phil's like. There's an atlas. Uh, there's a map in the truck. And if you need to use it. And he's like, if you need to use it, this is what it is. And I'm like, map. It's like, it's like when that big block stone drops down. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, what's what, that what, movie? Is, what is this? Are you going to oh, have he, me drive a stick shift too? Uh, I don't know. I had to use the, uh, I had to use that. What's that? Uh, I forget that map. You open a book, you look at the number, you look at, you look at the number and you look at the number and all of a sudden it finds your location and it didn't yeah. give the exact street. You had to find your street within that little box. No, that's how my, I had to get it. That's my, how I had to get a job at Lehman. Yeah. I had to read a map. Oh, if my did. GPS yeah. is down, I'm lost. Yeah. If my GP, if it's not in Paramus yes. right. or River Edge local, um, I'm lost. See, that's so, the difference between us old guys <laughs> yeah. and you. Yeah. We can still start a fire with two sticks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, listen, the experience was was good. Um, I think where, you, where Phillip's taking this thing is, is much, I mean. We're getting there. No, but I'm, I think this, listen, when you first came in, it was very, very frustrating because um, as a teacher of the business, was, you know, because I was like, 2008 almost wiped us out, almost cleaned us I was. Up. I wanted to actually bring that up. If, right, you, well, if you can, ex no, just talk yeah. about it. If, if you can, if you can kind of talk about when 2008 happened. Yeah, well, what happened was that, um, where was I? Where was it 2008? I just, you were living in Maywood. I was living in Maywood. Uh, Patty and I just got married. Uh, about about three and a half, four years into it, and then uh, you know, four years into it, and turns out that the economy just everyone was buying homes for a dollar, and I had I think we had about three homes that we purchased, you know, because not that we were buying for a dollar, but you know, we had uh, it was we aggressive loaning. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, it was, but but we were. We weren't one of those people like, yeah, give me a home. I think I can, I can afford. No, we had people, we were renters, we had right. restaurant people that were renting it, and it was, it was great. We were making money, and then my one of my Wall Street buddies says, "Hey, hold on to your hat." I'm like, "Why?" He goes, "There's a crash coming." I go, "I go." At that time, I didn't believe him. I'm like, "What do you mean a crash?" I couldn't. Things were so good. I was like, "There's no way." And I go, "This, this, this is, this is, you know, the best best time of my life. I'm doing this. I can buy this and buy that." And you had three trucks on the road. Yeah, three trucks on the road. We were doing we were doing great. And all of a sudden, 2008 came in, and it was almost like overnight, switch went off and shut everything down. I mean, the only people who were making money are people who knew it was coming, right. Wall Street guys, smart businessmen who knew their numbers and were able to adjust. We were not able to adjust. Right. You know, 
Um, at that time, uh, Patty and I owned a house in two houses in Maywood, house in River Edge. We had people renting it, and all my renters started stiffing me, and they're like, "Well, I, I can't make the rent." I'm like, and I had no recourse to say, "Well, you got to." Well, you don't. There's there's, yeah, no, there's recourse no recourse for landlords. So, yeah, so we had uh, Charlie Brown's restaurant staff. We had one house that filled that whole staff, that ha- filled their whole apartment, and uh, that we had rentals on. And they fired half their staff, and they were gone. And that was, oh, man, that was like, uh, it was a big nut. It was like 5000 a month. You know, it was crazy. It was a crazy number. And then the uh, then my one in Maywood, that guy lost his job, and then the guy upstairs lost his job, and they had to go home back and move back one guy moved back to his homeland i don't know where he was from and then um you know we just it just it was like the chips just kept falling off yeah. and then the phone just stopped ringing yeah and that was it i was like all right and i said okay god this is where i am yeah. <laughs> I go. charlie charlie brown's kitchen staff they just picked up and left i mean and just left my house in shambles so i couldn't even sell it um how and, many people were living there oh, had to be uh 20 you know, uh, it was just you know, I, I you know, you didn't say anything because it's like right hey, money money because they're money, paying yeah. rent. They're paying rent. Well, Charlie like, Brown's was taking care of that. Yeah, the rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were paying rent and things. You know, it was just great, great. You know, and um, ended up um, you know, it was just every little piece would drop off, and then like I said, the phones just stopped ringing. You know, because Quartz Plumbing Heat just no no calls. No one was spending any money. Everyone was all nervous, and then it just stopped. It just no no way to get money in. So yeah. then. Then I started getting creative. I just would give discounts to people, and that that worked for a while. And then it was really tough because um, Obama was the president, and they could have fixed this thing in eleven months. Yeah, they could have changed the economy, got it back up in gear, and they didn't. It was a political thing. It's intentional. It was intentional. Draw draw it out for eight years, and then after eight years, you know, we started to get back in the first year. You know, after losing everything, I mean, we lost our homes. Um, you know, we lost life. Th- I think so. That happened in 2008. I came on 2016, maybe? Yeah. 2015? 2014, I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was a year before Trump got elected. So oh, was it? it was, I think it was 2015. And I, I, I kind of think you never really mentally, re- like, no, you, you no. never put mentally went back into the business. No, it was, it be, that was worse. Anything ever beat me up on. So, yeah. how long, how long were you? In your success period, from the time that you started to the time that the 08 crash happened, was it eight years? No, probably longer than that. Longer than yeah. that? Yeah. Well, you said 1996, decades. right? You, start, yeah. you took over? Yeah, still probably the full time, 12 years. I mean, once, yeah. we, once we took off, it was, you know. Okay. Yeah, so it took, you, it, it took you two years to figure everything out? Yeah, yeah. Once we then, took off, it was it was successful. I mean, you know, I, I get, I'm always, I always watch the market now. I was, not the market, I always watch. The weather, you know, the, the, the bellwether of the economy now always, you know, because, you know, I, I just, I, I always get concerned about where it is right now. Everyone's saying we, we have a another recession coming up. And I'm and in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, we know our numbers. We know we got to be, you know, Philip knows what he has to do. We got a rainy day fund. Yeah, where we, yeah. got, we got a safety net this time. Yeah. So we're, we, you know, we shouldn't get smacked around. So it took me about a year. Uh, to really pull myself together, and, and Patty was very good at it. She was sitting there, and she's like, she was getting nervous. She never been, she never been through it. But one thing that my father always did is that he was always in the. We always had an, we had an office on Continental Lab, and we had the whole second floor because everyone moved out, so we made him our office. And my father would get up every morning, and I'd be like, Oh, Dad, you know this is gonna happen. We gotta do this. We gotta make money, and this is. And he would sit there, 
and he would go get his coffee, and then he would sit there with his <laughs> white beater T-shirt on yep, yeah. uh, across his table, and he started just laughing at me. He goes, I go, what are you laughing at? He goes, it'll be all right. He goes, it'll work out. Yeah, he was very much like- He's yeah. lived through tougher stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was nothing to him. He's yeah. like, lose? I'm, obviously, I'm, so <laughs> Those... I'm the first born, I'm the first oldest grandson out of what, 14, 15? Yeah, yeah. I was the first, maybe not that, I think 12 or 13. But I didn't know. Uh, we've talked about it on the podcast. Growing up, Grandpa was a tough guy. Yeah. He struggled with Very alcoholism tough. and stuff. But I always knew from the time I was born, him being this teddy bear. Not so yeah. uh, like a, a teddy bear with you know a, a rough and tough teddy bear. All bark, a lot of bark. Yeah. You know? But I don't know that I, di- I didn't really know the hard the hard Grandpa. But for him to for him to go from what he was way back then yeah. to sitting on. And it's just sitting in his wife beater laughing at you saying, everything will be all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, first of all, he was so happy he was there you know, because the pressure was off him. And he knew I can take the pressure. He knew that this is what I wanted. You know, so he was happy about that. He was like, he was like okay, great. My son's taking it over. Um, you know, it was a up and down. He saw the up and down stuff. He saw the fact that we we're trying to build it. And he's like, whatever you want to do, it'll work out. He's like, you know, his, his one statement was like, hey, don't worry about it. God, God's got control of this. Yeah. I have another question about that. Did you did you kind of feel did he kind of feel like it was going to be you more than more so than you have seven seven brothers right? Yeah, no one wanted to. Do this. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> out, of, have, out of all, <laughs> no one wanted. Well, to do I this. know your father. I know your father. <laughs> well, let's go it. through it. Well, you have other brothers that are in construction. Well, too, Uncle, right? now yeah. they are. Now Mike yeah, is in construction. Then. He does construction. Yeah, but they were. You know, you don't understand at that time they were still in the ministry. Yeah, you know, they were oh, still. Okay. You know, uh, Phil's dad was still trying to preach until he got out of it. And then yeah. my brother Mike in Alabama, he was preaching. And then he went to the same raw deal that his father, that Philip's father got. And they both said, we're done. We're going back and try and make money because right. they were they were losing money. So they, they, I'm the only one who really was in the construction. Pete was more of the management design. Yeah. He he was the guy who who had the idea to build things. You know, right. he was very smart on like, let me build this and build this and design this and really very good artist. Very good artist. And that was his thing. He He's didn't want to get his yeah, he didn't want to get his hands dirty with any plumbing. My brother Joe, he just he went the other way and he yeah. just he just said, I'm I'll, I'll reach in this pile of crap and pull a thousand dollar bill. Yeah. You know, because he was just smart that way. He just he was always smart. Um it just just in that way. I was the only really person from the beginning. I knew what I wanted to do. When I was eight and ninth, eighth to ninth grade, even seventh grade, I knew I wanted to build something. I wanted to be in construction. Um, that's how long it was, you know. So, and uh, my father saw that. He saw that, you know, I was the only one really building clubhouses and trees when, when we were younger. I yeah. was the only one doing all that construction. You know, I would take on building the deck in the house. I would do the outside. Like I built that whole. I put on the whole addition. I did the whole uh, uh, outside. Yeah. I did the whole foundation of my parents' home. Yeah. You know, we had no contract. I did it all. And my friends were like, how'd you know this stuff? I go, I don't. It just came to me. You know, and I'm not so like, oh, I'm great. I'm just like, construction came to me like numbers come to account. There's people who are inclined. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. uh, So, I mean, not not to say that I'm great, but I started playing the piano out of nowhere Mm -hmm. when just one of my parents got a piano. Yeah. You know, and our family is... We're pretty. We're, so we have an entrepreneurial. <laughs> <laughs> Mother, yeah, I'm just staring at mom like this while I'm playing. <laughs> but I think that's my son. 
But I, I think, listen, there's a lot of demons in our family, but we're it's a lot of talent very, too. Talented. Yeah, very talented. I mean, I don't have yeah. that. Yeah, you're athletically talented. I mean, any any sport, yeah. he'll he'll pick up right away. He's he's athlete. He's he's athletic, which I don't have. I don't have it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, try playing basketball with me. <laughs> he invited me out to play basketball once with his friends. <laughs> we went to 24 hour. I was just like, I'm like, yeah, listen, you know I don't Phil? really, I and I don't really. So we, I, I'm we'll like, all right, fine, together. I'll do it. We'll do. And then they're together. like, listen, don't bring him back. <laughs> just, <laughs> he just gets in our way. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. You know what? This is what we'll do. Let's take a uh, let's take a little intermission here. Right. We'll come back. Um, and then we'll have more conversations and stories about the past. But uh, yeah, stick with us. We'll be back in a few. Guys, ready? Yep. Yeah. All right, we're back. Oh, my notepad. Intermission. You want your notepad? Yeah, give me my notepad. Well, hold on. Give Let me. My questions. <laughs> Fine. You, know, <laughs> you can ask questions. We're back here on. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. We're back here with my uncle Paul, Max, as Hi. always. The two dogs hanging out. But uh, <laughs> now we're just sitting here sharing stories. What? Uh, oh. I, I I wanted to add, say something, bring something up. It, it in my mind the today at some point, but I totally forgot it. <laughs> anyway, uh, what were we talking about when we left off? He was telling more stories. I don't, I don't know exactly what the stories were. First of all, is this a brand new studio? <laughs> no, but I did want to ask. Is that real him. cinder block? <laughs> Are those those quality shelving that you can get at Ace? This is why we're not doing video yet, because if you saw. Yeah. But I did want to ask you, because now you're you're less so in the field. You don't do too much of the field work, right? More so in the office. Yeah. You still help us out with everything, but you also, what do you do now? So I took a job with Dumont, uh, Board of Education. Um, a buddy of mine, Jim Wickman, is a principal. And um, at that time, at the time, my wife and I had a conversation, and she's like, you know, can we survive doing this? And I'm like, we can. She goes, but you don't look like you have can do it anymore. I'm like, I can. Philip's in here, and Philip is a big help. He's, you know, he's, he's a big thing. She goes... And she was more like, can we afford to do you and Philip? And the money I wanted to make, probably not. At the time. At yeah, the time, no. yeah. Now we can. Yeah, if I came back, yeah, I think we can probably turn this thing and, and, and turn into a million-dollar company. Um, well, I, rem- I re- and not to get political, this has nothing to do with politics because everything that happened exactly how it went down. I started 2015. 
And you, like I said, you, you seemed like you were kind of like, I just. Yeah, I was burnt. Yeah, just burned out. The second Trump got into office, yeah, it turned, blew up. Yeah, it turned around. The day. Yeah. The very, the, that day. And then. Make courts great again. We've been, we've been kind of, <laughs> we've been kind of, we've been kind of up and down here and there, but there's definitely a difference since 2016. Now, right now. You can Nancy can even sense it on the phones that people are apprehensive to spend money. Yeah. So now we have to figure out how to alter our business and alter our approach and figure out advertising to compensate for that. So what we what do we do? We offer options. We offer people we offer people six different options where they can pick in their budget. We'll make sure that the the bottom option has everything that's gonna make sure that you have no your emergency is gonna be taken care of. But if you want to prevent having another plumber to deal with something down the road, we'll take care of a whole bunch of stuff in one shot. That's your top option. You get a really good warranty. So I think that has definitely kind of been helping. Yeah, just so you don't get caught for plagiarism. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Mike Conroy was the guy who introduced us to, uh, pro, uh, oh. to, uh, to pricing, to the, you know, to the option pricing. Now, he's a big part of why we took that next step. Yeah. He's, he built us numbers crunchers, and he's a good friend of ours. And... Um, I, we yeah. sat. We sat. I sat in his seminar. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 excellent, and and that's how when I sat with Philip in that seminar to tell us about our numbers. I mean, he was out of all the guys I saw about numbers, uh, he was the more relaxed. Like, all yeah. right, here's the numbers. Just, he just knew yeah. it. He the just one not it. trying to sell you something. No. The one that was just like, listen, it's this easy. Yeah, you yeah. just have to know this. If you know this, you know your yeah. business. Yeah. So, and that's what it came down. To. It came down to where he was so relaxed and, and telling you about it. And again, he had how many people were in that room? There had to be 50 plumbers in that yeah. room? I would say if you got two or three that are following that, I mean, that's a numbers game. You know, so you look at the amount of people that sat there. Guys are in their habits. Yeah, well, yeah. You got a guy next door who was in that meeting, and he's yeah. like, man, I'm good. You know, but you know, you, you'll be putting the flapper in for 50 bucks, right? and you're wondering why you can't pay your bills at the yeah. end of the month. You know, you were just talking about... Um, you know, you see people are hesitant in pricing. People are always hesitant in pricing. Yeah. They are, and no matter what industry it is, people are like, well, how can you, like, I go to a store and Patty gets uncomfortable when I ask the guy, we just bought a washing machine. I go, is that the best you can do? She's like, Paul, it's fine. I'm like, no, it's not. No. I'm like, yeah. I want to see what I can get, you right. know, because if I don't ask the question, you know, you're going to, you know, it's how you present it. And I think with the six options, always gives the person the right way to look at it. And they're not sitting there like, you know, one price. You go on one price, you're done. You got yeah. one shot. You know, to one cork, you're done, and, and, you, and then you figure had to figure out why I didn't get that job. If we go on with six different prices, and this is what Mike taught us, he said, you go on six different prices. He goes, you know, the percentage up here at the top, you got maybe one percent. The percentage at the bottom is another one percent. It's going to be right in the middle, Something and you already middle. put yourself into a thirty percent profit on the job itself. You're not ripping off the customer. Right. You, they're making the decision. All they got to do is point at what option, yeah. and that's it. Once they look at those options, they say, I want that one, that one, that one. And the warranty is going to fluctuate between the options. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're going, I don't know any other company that's offering a five-year warranty on anything. Well, if you go to gold, uh, you know, these, these, these franchise companies, Ben Franklin and all these uh, companies, these are, they have a lot of warranties. But they have the experience and um, knowledge that, that backs them up to allow them to handle those warranties because they get a lot of warranties. Yeah. You know, then that's why, if, like, if you go to, if we go to sell quartz plumbing, you know, they don't look at your, they don't look at your company, how many trucks you have. 
they see how many service contracts you have, right. how many people you uh, are you uh, servicing in Bergen County. You know, they don't say, oh, you got four trucks because you you know, once you buy a company and you change ownership, that company automatically takes a dive. Yeah, and it goes into the toilet, yep. not in the toilet. You know, like when when Mike, well, it's something you have to recover from. Yeah, exactly. When Mike uh, from Waterworks sold to Gold Metal, um, was it Gold Metal? Is it uh, Gold or something Gold? I mean, it's a, it's another it's a franchise company. You know, once they took Mike out of the equation and they ran it themselves, customers walked away. Yeah. You know, then you get different management. You know, that's why, you know, everyone's like, oh, I'll sell my company. Well, first of all, you got to find a company that wants to buy your business. Back in 2008, 2009, before Philip came in, there was companies that were going to buy smaller companies because they said, they said the real way to build your business is buy other businesses. Yeah, that's fine. But if that company can't show you the right way to do numbers, they found out that there wasn't enough companies out there that were doing the right numbers. Right. They were like, oh, I have uh, 10 trucks on a road. Well, you got to understand, some of these guys who have 10 trucks on a road are living from paycheck to yeah. paycheck still. They just got a lot of bills. Right. I mean, I have friends who have, you know, um, uh, they're, you know, you know they're, they're, they buy something and then they're like, okay, I got to work. It's going to take me two years to pay that off. You know, I have a good friend of mine, uh, Dan Kinnigan, excellent businessman. He knows his stuff, Kinnigan Landscaping. Um, he's he's got trucks all over the place. He's funny. He's he laughs. He goes, I don't know. I'm buying something else now. He makes a ton of money. He does well. Um, and that's one thing I did. I always not surrounded myself purposely with people who know what they're doing. It just I just made friends well, with. Yeah. Made a lot of friends. Yeah. Well, that's how you. Paul, that's Paul made a lot of friends everywhere we go. <laughs> if we can't, every, can't go how many anywhere. how many people? You know how many people stop me in the truck or I'm on a stoplight yeah, and yeah. they rolled out rolled down the window. They're with Paulie. Yeah. Where's Paul? How's Paulie doing? How's Quincy like, doing? Jeez, he knows everybody and yeah. and everything. Yeah, we supply into- house. The the yeah. manager of the supply house knows him. The Every company that we work with, where's Paulie? Well, then I'll call Paul. I'll be like, oh, this guy said hi. He's like, who's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea who he is. <laughs> yeah, well, I, that came from my father. My father was the same way. My father knew everybody. It's like every, like we were talking about going into jobs. When when, when uh, Philip took over, Philip's like, nobody wants to talk to me. They want to talk to you. I'm like, give it some time. Yeah. Same thing happened to my dad. When I, when, you know, where's your father? Where's your father? And, you know, it's just, you always got to put yourself out there and always meet other people, other companies, because there's one little thing that company will show you, right? And it'll change your business. This company, uh, Maurice Mayo, showed me one little thing, it changed my numbers. That number chart which says, which gives us the example and the actual, that came from a company in Florida of a buddy of mine who came from Plumber Success International. He just gave me a sheet one day. I was walking out the door. He goes, "What's it?" He goes, "He goes, you might want to follow this. It shows you how to do numbers, or it shows you an idea of where you want to be." Ever since I left that that one sheet, I based all our numbers off of. Mm. And it was just a fluke. I'm walking out the door to get on the plane. He's like, here, you might want to take that for you. you well, we profit off of all of those relationships. Oh, yeah. I mean, we work yeah. together with all of these companies that were, you know, that you're friends with the owners and stuff like that. We work with them, yeah. give them job referrals too. I walked into my my the building that my buddies live at. The doorman yeah. saw me walking with the shirt and he goes, How's Paulie? How's yeah. Paulie doing? You know Paulie? And I was Paulie. like, I can't go anywhere in Bergen County without somebody knowing Paul. No, well, but it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Gr- my grandfather was a social butterfly though. The same thing. Yeah. Remember his funeral? Oh, yeah. We we had the funeral. We had the funeral set up over here, right over here. Yeah. And we all set up for it. And the line 
was down the road yeah. to come in. It was insane. Oh, it was crazy. This one guy come, walked in. He was like a homeless guy. Yeah, homeless. And he's like, your grandfather, he would buy me a cup of coffee and pray with me yeah. for years. And we would, people would walk in, oh, Richard touched me this way. Richard yeah, touched yeah. me that way. He, he used to minister me this way. It was like, holy smokes. And then you don't, real, you don't realize that. And then oh, now yeah. I'm, I'm to the point where, oh, how's Phil? How's Phil doing? Like, oh, yeah. you know. And it, I haven't asked it. I haven't heard anybody else. <laughs> I knew you were going to say It's that. always No, Paul. I get that all the time. People are like, <laughs> people are like, oh, Phil's doing a great job. I'm like, and I'm out of the picture. You know, no. um, I'm out of the picture. I know the question you asked is, what am I doing now? Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, because now Phil is the face of our company. And Frank Frankie's is the face, well, Frank is the face of the company. But, <laughs> you know, like you guys now, you'll, that Max being with us, I mean, you guys are the face yeah. of the company. And we want to grow from there. So I took a job. When it got tough, and this is where Philip jumped in, I said, you know, I, I talked to my wife about it. I said, I got to, you know, Philip looks like he wants to come in. Uh, my buddy Jim Wickman is, says there's a job for a position as a director of buildings and grounds. I'm like, you know, I got a lot of experience in business. I got a lot of experience with dealing with people. Um, I'm not the best as far as um, clerical work. You know, like, like, when you get into a school district, it's all like, you know, where's your report and yeah. follow up? Oh, it's, it drives you nuts. Yeah. But, you know, listen, I've been there, and after seven years, I'm just starting to learn it now. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, too, is that do you like where you're at now, and do you recommend that for people who are in the trades because you are still kind of in the... I love where I'm at now. It's the no, best no, 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 no. You, you're <laughs> Does anybody hear this from my school? <laughs> yeah. Your experience, and, and your experience is what brought you to where you are now. And I guess I don't want to call it a comfortable situation, but you have like a little bit more of a comfortable situation where you have this nice steady job. And you I'm, don't come you don't come home looking like that anymore. No, yeah. no, I don't. I come home looking like I'm dressed like in yeah. front of you. But <laughs> it's a different stress. It's still stressful because um, what what my position is? I ma I manage uh, eight. Um, I think it's seven or eight uh, maintenance guys and about thirty two custodials. You know and. Is it different? It's completely different because it, it has nothing to do with the business knowledge. My business knowledge doesn't even help me in there because the budgets and stuff are handled in a business office. My job is more managing. And you job. have to understand each one of those yes. trades that comes in. And I do. Yeah. I do. I just It's just something I just picked up on. So, um, you know, one thing I'm complimented on is that when an emergency happens or something has to get done, it gets done. The other part that um, it takes me time is the clerical end of it. Is is not the clerical. It's uh, the um, I would say the numbers, uh, the reporting. Yeah. You know. You know. Uh, Working you know, for the government. The computers. Kind of. No, not the, not the computers. No? It's the like in schools you have to have um, uh, reports. Like you know, the, are the playgrounds fixed? You know, give me the history on the playground. Oh. You have standards. Stand standards yeah, that yeah. have to kind of you be know, upheld. Are, and kept. Uh, yeah, exactly. Is this fixed? Is that fixed? Right. And you know, and in our industry, we don't have to have that. You know, it's fill the truck, go out to the job, because it, it's all up here. Yeah. You know, and you build it. In the school districts, you're- Always reporting Always to reporting, exactly. You're always reporting. Now, I have about, um, I think it's 60 other schools that we, um, 60 other schools that, that, uh, that are in my association. So we all get together and we talk about it. And everyone goes to the same problem. You know, it's the, you know, it's a superintendent and the business administrator- that run the show, you know, the buildings and grounds guy is kind of like the grunt, not the grunt, but I'm saying they're the guy that has to handle everything behind the scenes and make sure it works, you know? So yeah, it's a challenging job. It's, 
different stress. I mean, I'm, I'm stressed sometimes about a lot of stuff, you know, but um, sometimes more stressed there than I would be in here, you know. But, you know, my stress w- with quartz plumbing was never to doing a job. Sometimes it was. It was more like growing. That was my stress, trying to get bigger, trying to, make, trying to build a company was more of my stress. So I would see other trucks with two or three trucks out there, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, well, how did they get the truck? Yeah. You know, it's like, and why does this truck look better than mine? <laughs> you know, I mean, and... You know, when Philip came in, he bought that extra, you know, design. Like that quartz plumbing, I asked Philip to make, I go, this is what I like to see. Can you make me a design? He told me the logo. are 12 years old. Yeah, exactly. I I said, can you make me something looks cool? I want something that looks like more of a round circle California looking, you know, so people remember it. And you you see that truck, you see that logo from down the street. Everyone, everyone. Grandma said all the time, she goes, I don't care. I I know it's our name, but she goes, I can see your trucks from a mile away. Yeah. You know, because of- It's uh, simple. Yeah. That's the thing. It's simple. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's a simple logo. And once he made that, I printed it up and said, there we go. You know, so- I remember when we were laughing. You remember um, remember when grandma was in the house and, and the little living room area where the fireplace is in your house now, how she had that She's table? Still there. How she- <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> She's sprinkled over the thing. That, that's terrible. She's still Holy cow! <laughs> She's still in the corner. <laughs> you can see the chair rocking every once in a while. Chair rocks at night. <laughs> but she had the table with all the pictures of the married, uh, like the, the yeah, the, all, her, all the family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we're sitting there for, for Christmas. So the table sprinkled with Pete and his wife, yeah. Nancy and what? Don. What? So no, we pick pictures. Oh, just pictures, like a whole bunch Jeez. of photos and frames. Okay, and then so <laughs> I remember my dad made this joke, and Paul and Patty are on like a nine by twelve in the middle of their wedding picture, right in the middle. There's like a spotlight from the ceiling, like the golden child. And you know what's funny in your wedding picture? It's a cross. The cross. The cross, the cross in the back of the sanctuary that the photographer just happened to get. It's like, geez, you think she's trying to tell everyone something? <laughs> It was a cross on the top of my head. I was like, <laughs> meanwhile, everyone's like, yeah. their pictures are like the photo booth that you get from the shore. Like just, like, <laughs> they started turning brown because they've been in the sunlight for so long. That's so funny. You know what? I'll never forget. These are the children that didn't take over the <laughs> business. <laughs> I have to pick them up every day because they fell on their face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that frame, your frame, your and Patty's frame it's was gold. bolted to the floor. Yeah. It would last through a hurricane. <laughs> this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now, but you know what? I'll never forget. So most of the courts has lived in this area when we were growing up. So every Christmas and then Mike lived in the house. <laughs> yeah. And then Mike and Darlene would drive up for Christmas. Yeah. So all the cousins would come up. So Christmas and Thanksgiving, it was the huge holidays, yeah. just packed house. <clears throat> do you remember when you guys were trading? This was one of the funniest things I'll never forget. You guys were trading gifts, like the aunts and uncles were trading gifts, and you gave Linda this <laughs> ceramic pot, and you're like, listen, this was made on site specifically for you, and it was like, I don't know, 1998 or something like that, and she turns it over, she's like, great, and it was like sketch 1994. He's like, no, they fired it right in the kiln, like right, right in front of you. We had to go back and pick it up, so what happened was they, we, uh, they there was a place in the city, it's like... We'll make your kilns and and uh, you know you know and whatever we'll, yeah. we'll we'll fire here and then you can pick it up in a couple of days. So we did. I had it made up, 
And then I went back and I picked it up and they're like, here you go. And I'm like, okay, never looked underneath to look at the date. Lady <laughs> had like, it was like two years. It was made like manufactured two years in Thailand. <laughs> exactly. But for the next two hours, <laughs> it was, it was just up. making fun of the whole situation. Like my dad comes in, the lady's like, oh, be careful. It's still hot from the kiln. <laughs> that was it. it was so funny. And I remember all the cousins were sitting down here just watching you guys interact. Oh, yeah. It was, I'll never forget that. was like, that. what'd you do? Get me a spittoon? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so I was dying laughing because I was like, you idiot. Did you look at the date? <laughs> See, those were the times like, <laughs> Uh, listen, we're we're an abrasive family, but I remember growing up and when the house was packed. And I I'm grateful to be able to experience to be from a big oh, family. Yeah, yeah, there's not, there's no doubt. you know, and it's just just the everyone growing up like and looking back through old pictures when the when the house was like on its third renovation yeah, back yeah, then yeah. when when the whole room was set up and like seeing Nancy and you and Pete and. Us as like two and three year olds yeah. just watching. It's just I don't, well, that, I, that front room. We just sit around that that near the fire and then just make fun of each and other. make fun of each other. And that was dad. Now his dad, oh. dad would do that all the time. You know, it, it was his personality. But then he had it seven times over. Yeah, you know, and it just and yeah. everyone had the same thing. You know, everyone tried to outdo somebody with a funnier. Oh joke. my, yeah, a hundred percent. And it would go on forever. Yeah, yeah. And the the laughing and the tears yeah. like. <laughs> And the cousins, we were all young kids, but yeah. we wouldn't be playing. We'd be sitting back and just listening to everything. And <laughs> learning just, how to ball bust. Yeah, and, and learning how to ball bust. Pound for pound, it was like the loudest room because everyone was laughing so, <laughs> oh, so hard. Yeah. I'll never forget that with the, the, the jokes. with and It went on for two hours just yeah, making yeah. fun of this whole situation. I was sitting there. Linda caught me off guard with that. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, you, I'm like I go, because the lady will walk in. She's like, here you go. And I'm like, yeah, that's the same design. I'm sorry, I had no idea. You know, I was like, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. I'm just a guy picking up a gift. And that's no what idea. it was. But she had it all wrapped up so I couldn't see it. So yeah. I was like, and then when it, and then I didn't realize the date on it until Linda opened she up. Just she just turned it over just to check it out. <laughs> Made a bunch of scammers. <laughs> oh, it was ridiculous. Be it was careful. Like, it's still hot from the hill. <laughs> Sucker. Sucker. <laughs> she had the hair dryer on before she <laughs> She just let it out in the sun. <laughs> oh, oh that's, man, that's crazy! <laughs> oh, that was so funny. I mean, that house—that how, how many beer models has that house been through? Oh, a thousand. It still needs. It still needs more. I mean, Patty and I put a ton of money in for the inside, so the inside doesn't replicate the outside. So the so Patty had the rug guy come over, and because she wants to put a runner up, so we like we ripped out everything. I mean, Uncle Mike came up and he helped yeah. us and. And, uh, you know, and then it was just the way it was, it was just split, you know, grandma lived on one side while we fixed the other side. And it was just tons and tons of work that was done on it. You know, so the outside hasn't changed. I read the outside, I think in my twenties. Um, yeah, you're talking early nineties. Yeah. Early, I, re I remember when that was done. Early nineties. So the outside, the, um, hasn't been changed forever. You know, we changed the roof and stuff like that. And, um, so we did completely re-renovate the inside of the house. I mean, it looks similar, yeah. but it's all open now. It looks beautiful. Um, but the only thing that's the same is the staircase and maybe the kids' bedrooms. No, we replaced all, we pre replaced all staircases. They're now wider, four-foot staircases. Well, I meant the format, but yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, the, yeah. the staircase is nice and wide. Yeah, so we wide the basement and stuff like that. So we have, so Patty's like, oh, let me get some runners in this house. And, you know, We can put them up going in a staircase. So the guy came over, and I kind of met him outside, and he goes, he looks at the outside house. He goes, "Am I in the right house?" I go, "I go, why?" He goes, "Oh, nothing." <laughs> like it's like this house outside looks like it looks like a, something from Halloween. <laughs> you know, it's like, so he walks inside. He's like, 
Uh, I got to say one thing. Your house inside does not represent your house outside. It's like an or, Airbnb where yeah. you're like, the inside is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was like, and he, was, he, he said, this is one of the nicest inside of homes I've ever seen. I go, well, you know, we're trying to get to the outside, just taking forever. You know, because well, I mean, that open floor plan, I remember putting in that beam, yeah, the main beam that the goes main. across. Were you with us when I we put that in? I did. We mean you Gene? did the plumbing. Gene was in. Then we, yeah. 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 That, me that, and you that did beam. the plumbing in that How house. many? Yeah. That's it's, right. It's, oh. it's wood, then metal, then wood, then wood packed in. What, how big is that thing? That's got to be almost, uh, I think it's 14 inches wide. And we had it. That like, was insane. And put it through the front yeah. window. Yeah. That was insane. Had to crank it up. And we put two of them. We put three of them in. Because we didn't want any headers in there looking, you know, coming down. I yeah. remember the original. I mean, I'm old enough to remember the original floor plan. And when you walked into the hallway and this, and then you walked through this doorway to this room and then this doorway. I remember Chooch. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember that cat. Yeah. She was. She <laughs> at her last day, she was peeing on the stove. <laughs> it's like, did anybody clean the stove? Because there's a water in it. No, it's Chooch. It's like, remember Cody? This is my yeah, stove. Cody. Yeah. Remember you got Cody. Oh, so I Paul got that. Cody. And this is when he was working for the business. Who's Cody? Cody's Cody was a border collie. Yeah. Oh. A border Beautiful collie dog. dog. Yeah. So he got Cody, and then the next day he brought over. He's like, oh, I got this dog, and then he never took it back home. <laughs> so, so it stayed with grandma and grandpa. But it was, I was staying at the house, and my dad was, was from Ohio staying at the house for a couple weeks. And it was like maybe 6, 30, 7 o'clock in the morning. And Cody took a dump on the kitchen floor. <laughs> And stay there for six weeks. <laughs> I was sleeping in the living room on the couch. My dad was in the other room sleeping on the couch. And we hear, we heard, we heard grandpa come down. He walks into the kitchen and he goes, Oh, the, the dog crapped on the floor, freaking out. So me and my dad both pretended to be asleep because we didn't want to clean it up. And we hear him in there cleaning up, gagging. Like right. almost puking that it was so. Di- <laughs> this, is, this is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. But we pretended to be asleep. Like we turned oh, our. That's so funny. <laughs> that's uh, the problem. Nobody wanted. Everyone wanted a dog. Nobody wanted to take care of it. And I was upset. You know, I was like, oh, I got a dog, and also I'm like, oh, I got to work, and I got to do this. That's how Frankie came here. Yeah, <laughs> my Pretty sister much. got that dog. Yeah, and but that's like, not the best Ooh. thing you do. Is you bring her with the on the ride, so they're not alone. Yeah. yeah. You know, Cody. You know, if it wasn't for mom and dad, they. I mean, uh, Cody would have been. You know, she eventually got hit hit on Continental, but oh, that was terrible. Yeah, but so, that dog needed to run. Yeah, it did. I mean, it yeah. needed it needed. It was to, trapped. Yeah. It, it couldn't. So, so the story when Cody was killed. So I'm I'm sitting there. I'm, this is like my third date with Patty. You know, we're living in Maywood. I'm driving to the house, and and my you know, my brother's T calls me. And he goes, Paul, I just want to let you know, Cody was killed today, hit by a car. I'm like, what? And all of a sudden, I'm like. <laughs> I'm crying like a two-year-old. And that's when fantastic. she fell in love yeah. with you. No, Patty was she next sh- to me. He showed She's her like, soft what? side. What happened? I'm like, oh, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Third date? Yes. And she's like, my dog got killed. And she's like, she's like who, what? Who got killed? I'm like, my dog was killed on Continental. I got hit by a car. It's like, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, let's go out to dinner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's an awful feeling. She's like texting her friend, like, I'll call you back on the day with this big fruitcake. <laughs> We're breaking up in two He's minutes. crying right now, and I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah, Continental. Continental Ave. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's claimed It happened to me, animal. too. Yeah. Remember? At no. work? No. Remember my, my, my mother called oh, me? Oh, yeah. With Cosmo? That's right. My dog who lived for 17 years. Everything was good and healthy. Yeah. And my neighbor ended up running him over. Oh, really? She ended up yeah. backing. He was starting to get a little bit uh, deaf and blind. She ended up. She, ended up, <laughs> she like backed bump. over him. 
He and curled they up. Start... He curled up and went to sleep behind the back tire. <laughs> and then she backed. She and didn't they know backed him. over oh, him. Man. They called me while I was at work at the supply. We just pulled into Ferguson. They're freaking out, calling me on the phone. And he goes, "What the hell? You know, you know what happened?" Because he saw my face, and he's. I was like, like "My dog just my, died. They just killed my dog." Yeah, yeah. And from then, like, yeah. for what? What was it? Like two weeks where I worked with you to like 10, 11 o'clock at night because I couldn't come home and see yeah, the empty cage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. When yeah, you see yeah. the empty cage, I was like, oh. I will, like, how many animals have been lost on time? No, listen, I mean, my, uh, you, you know, yeah. we had, you know, I mean, uh, Molly, I mean, I was sad that one happened there. I mean, it's it's just a freak accident. You know, I mean, and that's when I saw Patty, you know, when, you know, I saw her cry and like, see what, it, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was like, see what I mean? I was like, no, you like, you see, they're closer than family. I mean, listen, yeah. if, if, when Frankie goes, we're closing the company after a month. <laughs> we have no choice. Remember, remember when Grandma got Cassie and Cassie, yeah, yeah. she had her kid for like 12, 13 years old and her back legs started to go. Yeah, and yeah. You, and you're trying to pet her. You're like, oh, well, about time for the old ball toss across continental. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, boy. Uh, <laughs> go get it. Go get it. <laughs> no, they didn't stop. It's like, no, they don't even stop. <laughs> The kid, the guy who hit Cody, he didn't even. He no. backed. He backed around and pulled off. Not what a jerk. No. But well, again, what is he going to do? But it is, it is a jerk thing to do. But still, no, I mean, you that, pull, that you pull road. over, you hit something. It's not. Listen, I can, I can see. You hit a squirrel. Listen. Yeah. Oh, what was it? <laughs> After <laughs> you hit a squirrel, it's okay. But. After, so Sadie died. Well, our dog Sadie died. She had a liver disease, and ten months she was gone. You know. So I remember I was driving and I was like, all of a sudden I see a squirrel. I'm like, I never swerve for a squirrel. You just, you know, because I'm not going to lose my life. I'm like, I don't want to kill it. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I almost got a five car accident because a stupid squirrel, you know, but. I was like, and then I, uh, I remember. I mean, <laughs> I remember one Molly. time my, yeah. my mother nah, hit sad. a, um, she hit a groundhog. We, she was driving me to soccer. She hit a groundhog. And you just hear the dunk, clunk. <laughs> and we couldn't find the field. So she had, we had to turn around, keep passing this groundhog that was now dead in the road with his tongue sticking out. And we so had to pass had... it like three times. And every time she saw it, she started tearing up a little bit. Oh my God, I can't look she at that. Said... Well, that's when Pete was telling the story about Aunt Linda. Uh, when she uh, she hit a possum and she felt so bad that she had to run it over again. <laughs> like... <laughs> Some story, Pete said. That doesn't even make sense. Pete, Pete, the way Pete Just to put it out of his misery. Pete says, you know that possums play possum. (laughs) (laughs) He thought he was scot-free, but he ran him back over. Because the thing was still alive. He's like laying there with one eye open, like, all right, she's almost around the corner. And then she just comes around. Is she gone yet? (laughs) Pete's a great storyteller. He's so funny. You know what? Well... uh, um, um, my dad's a great story. They, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you forget you get you get him on these podcasts. You'll start laughing. I don't care who's listening to it. I know. wish. I mean, I wish I could record Christmases like fifteen, twenty years ago. It yeah. was just. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, I had a couple. I had a couple friends sleep over <laughs> one time. This is when Grandpa was alive, and so he, my grandfather, used to play the guitar, but he knew three chords. <laughs> he knew three chords, and he altered every song that he learned into those That's three big- chords. <laughs> So then I started picking up the guitar. I played piano my whole life and I didn't have a piano, so I started messing with the guitar. And then I was and I figured out how to like individually pick the strings. Because you're not allowed to touch my guitar anymore. <laughs> but I remember you're I getting had getting better a, than me. I don't like it. Sorry, don't touch this thing. I, I had it. I had lived with them. My parents moved out to Ohio, so I'm I was living with grandma and grandpa for a couple of years, and I had a couple of friends stay over, and every morning he would come down and he would play hymns on the guitar. 
And my two friends passed out. They were sleeping on the floor in the living room, and they woke up to him leaning over them playing <laughs> hymns. Oh my god, that's weird. <laughs> it's so funny. His feet are on he their back. No shame. His feet are on their back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me, I'm trying to play here. He had no. He had no shame. Well, you're talented musically. You're musically yeah. inclined. You were in a band, right? I was in a couple bands. I know every time we go to a customer's house, if they have a piano, that's yeah, it. He's, oh, you jump on it? He, he yeah. jumps right on it. Yeah, you should. You Absolutely. should. Is your piano tuned? I can't. I try to get my kids to play. Like Abby has a great voice, but she doesn't want to sing. She's just she. She doesn't want to sing in front of people. Yeah, I think she doesn't want. I hear her like singing through her bedroom door, you know, and like she's singing to songs. I'm like, and then she was <clears throat> in sixth grade. She she had a solo part, and. um the top singer at Riverdale senior year heard her voice and like, Abby, you should be a singer because you're going to go far with this. She didn't even do choir in high school? Nope. No. She's, wow. I, I, I just, I just, it's sad because she, I, listen, Abby, you know, she doesn't want to be that front person, which is fine. She doesn't want to be that, you know, because she, you know, she, I, I think she's shy in that way. Yeah. You know, but her voice, I, I mean, it's got to come from grandma's side. You know, but it has to because I'm musically inclined. David can sing. Do you yeah, know yeah. David can sing. Oh yeah, I heard him sing. Uh, Timmy and Justin and down south in uh, Alabama. Sing? Well, they make music. You've heard Tim. Yeah, play I, oh, I, won't I you come all... down to Bama? <laughs> <laughs> Southern music. That's is all like, they have. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they know. Tim's, <laughs> Tim's on the jug. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's on the spoons, clicking on it. <laughs> no, I mean Matt and uh, Jennifer are. are uh, Jennifer does photography. I mean, uh, there's something about art and music for our family. For something that that we we pick that up very. It's yeah. like in our blood. Yeah. My family. That's well, for your mom's. Side. Appreciates that, but crushes it in my family. What do you mean? What do you <laughs> like mean? Crushes? My, my, my sister. My younger sister was the only one. Yeah, my sister. My younger sister was the only one. She was like when she was younger. We, you know, everybody has dreams, right? right? <laughs> my younger sister's dream was to be a singer. My youngest, my youngest sister's dream was to be a singer. His father will crush your dreams in twenty minutes. <laughs> it's, that's what it is. We're dream crushers, and we laugh <laughs> about it later. Exactly. All right. I could have been somebody. No, you couldn't. Have. No. <laughs> no. Go wash well, the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Go get a real job, <laughs> all right? Get to do something that pays the bills. My younger sister wanted to be a singer, and she was fine. But my father and my mother, and you know what? The siblings joined in, too. Yeah. We were just like, are you out of your mind? Well, hold yeah. on. Let me interject here, because we don't encourage each other to do music. Uh, we get yeah. a, Go get a real job and do that on the side. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. with your father on this I, one. Yeah. I mean, it's like winning the lottery to become a famous singer and yeah. actually yeah. make a lucrative... But I, for some reason, our, our family's very creative. Our family's very outgoing. And I, I don't know. I mean, gr Grandpa, as the, as the patriarch, he was, just an, he was just a funny guy. And what a story. Yeah. I mean, listening to him growing up in Jersey. We talked about on the very first podcast, him growing up in Elizabeth. Yeah. Where my father has his he, You know, he now. grew up a couple blocks from your father's yeah. dealership. He grew up in that area for the first, like, uh, 16 years of his life and then he joined the military at 16, 17. Yeah. He went in early, went in early just to get the hell out because yeah, yeah. he had a But I changed, that changed everything for him because you know, he wanted to, to you know, he wanted to get out of Elizabeth. He, his, his mother and him never got along or his, no, he got along but his mother hated everybody. Um, no. So, well, I mean, I, you would probably know better than me 
But it, no, actually, you you know better than me because some of the stories you he used to tell me, I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." <clears throat> he used to take he used to take us all out and just talk about this stuff. Yeah. But his his mother his mother he, his twin brother Rocky yeah his mother loved Rocky she hated him that was it yeah yeah and I remember my grandfather told me he didn't he didn't that you guys didn't go see his mom a lot right never he said the one time he remembers meeting Grandpa's mother. He walked in with his with his kids that she had not met. She goes, "What the hell are you doing?" Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and I, and he'll, my dad will never forget that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he had a horrible relationship with his mom. Yeah, well, it was her. It was her. I mean, listen, he had a great relationship with his brother Rocky. You know, near the end they had they were really close. You know, but that was about it. Even his uh, his sister Minnie, um, you know, she was like the mother. You know, she would bust right. his chops. You know, but dad always had people around him that would always, um. You know, busts his chops, and yeah. that's why he gave it right back. You yeah. know, but then you had some real idiots around him that were just idiot. Like, like he used to go down to the deli every morning, and so my, my dad, and, my dad and I were working one day, and you know, he gets out of the truck because after he had his heart attack, he got back, he had a heart transplant, or before he had the heart transplant, he started feeling a little better. Yeah, and they gave him a defibrillator, and then so he worked with me a couple of times, and then so one day we're in, in the driveway, I get out of the truck, and I'm like, "Come on, dad, let's go. Let's get something to eat." He goes, yeah, give me a second. You know, so he goes, I just want to get these buckets off the back of the truck. So he's carrying the bucket, you know, kind of walking down the drive, and he goes, uh, uh, I think I'm going to pass out. Boom, drops to the ground. And he's like trying to breathe. He's like, <laughs> so at the same time, I'm sitting there. One of the owners from the deli, I never liked this guy. The, the red hair guy I always liked. The dark hair guy was always a whatever. Which was, deli are you talking about? River Edge Deli down. You used to go every morning to the River Edge Deli. Is it still? It's not still. There, no, is no. It's uh, uh, Mike's. Um, what is it now? It's that whole new strip mall. They they ripped down. It's the old Huffman. Oh, Coo- Huffman yeah, Coos. Yeah, okay, okay. It used to be Huffman Coos down right. there, and right next to Huffman Coos was uh, the, the River Edge Deli. So Dad would go there every morning for his coffee, hang out with the guys in the back, and there was two owners. Um, Ted. There was Ted, and I can't remember the other owner. Um, somebody else would know. Um, but um, so Ted was kind of like the jerk of the owners. So he's driving by. He sees my dad on the ground. He sees me trying. He pulls up, rolls down at me. He goes, hey, is everything all right? I'm like, no. Can you call the police? He goes, yeah, no problem. Rolls the window up and takes off. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Drives away. I'm like, hello. So there's no cell phones back then. No. Yeah. Billy Walker comes running over from the next door. And he's like, Paul, what do you need? I go, just call the, call, call the police. We need help right here. He gets on the phone, uh, go runs inside, calls, uh, calls the police. They come over. They take him to the hospital. And dad was in the hospital, I think, for another month after that. That's when he got his heart transplant. Yeah. He, never worked, he never worked plumbing after that again. You know, even when he got his heart transplant, he goes, I'm done. You know, yeah. He still went out, but he didn't do really anything. Nah, he went around for a run. And, I mean, he was, he was what, a, 120 pounds heavier than you are? Oh yeah, and he went down when he was in the hospital. Like he was so skinny yeah. that it was so weird to see. It was it was yeah, it he was, was insane to see him uh, like a strong big guy like that just dwindle down to nothing. I remember him on the porch on Fourth of July during the parade, you know, and it was just after he had the defibrillator and operations, and he was like, I think it was he was close to two eighty, um, but he was. Middle 280, like you yeah. see him right now. It was yeah. like, and he was on the front porch. He looked like he was 100 years old. He looked like he had 
Um, it's ages him so yeah, much. Yeah, it ages him. But when he got his heart transplant, he looked like he was young kind. Yeah, a you bounce know? right back. Bounce right back. And, you know, even when he died, he was in his deathbed. He wasn't like, you know, he wasn't old looking. It was just the, the whatever he had going on inside his body just took him over. Yeah. yeah. He told me he I he woke up during his heart transplant. Yeah, you told me that. I, that freaks me out. Really? He woke up. He told me that. He told me this. Uh, I know this. Yep. He woke up during his heart transplant, and it's actually a common thing. He woke up. He was wide open. Wow. No. Saw it. I don't like that. And the nurse goes, uh, his eyes are open. The doctor goes, he'll pass out. And he did. You know, they yeah, do yeah, brain yeah. surgery. Did you see the video of them doing brain surgery? While you're awake. While you're awake. Yeah. They had this guy, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, I forget, but playing the violin yep. while they're doing Absolutely. brain surgery. Really? Yeah. Awake. So, but they, you know why they do that? No. To make sure that they're you're alive. They're on the right track. If they don't poke the wrong thing if in the brain. If they poke the wrong thing, all of a sudden you go. <laughs> 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 well, let's see if we can change his music. <laughs> Anybody smell pancakes? <laughs> no, they want to hear a different song. Play that new song by Bruno Mars. I don't want to hear that song anymore. And they just poke the proper spot. <laughs> no, you could do that. They just hit that nerve more. Yeah. Isn't that insane? I mean, the whole medical thing. But he had a uh, his heart transplant. That he he got a twenty three year old heart. Yeah, wow. He was he was in his early late fifties. Yeah, when, and he had a twenty three year old heart in him. So he celebrated two birthdays. He uh, got his heart transplant. He died at sixty nine. Yeah, 50, the, fifty. He had a heart heart attack at fifty nine, um, and he had uh, I think it was a couple of years later, four years later. No, not even that long. Three years later, he had a heart transplant. You know, I know he lasted 10 years with the heart. 11. 11 years. Yeah. 11 years. Yeah, it was 11 years with the heart. Well, it's the medication that eventually... Yeah, got him. Yeah. You know, I it's funny, that, that's a funny story because I'm sitting there in the doctor. I'm like, uh, you know, he had uh, he got all cancer through his liver and his pank, whatever. He got it all in body and his, and his uh, organs. And I'm like, uh, I'm talking to the doctor. I'm like, yeah, the medication got him. He goes... No, it didn't. No. It wasn't a medication. I'm like, yes, yeah, it was. My brother, it so my brother works at New York Presbyterian now. He works in the transplant unit, and he goes, the 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 transplants are what's successful. Yeah. They yeah. go very well. He goes, everything that they do is very successful. It is the medication yeah. that's what takes everybody down because you have to take a medication for the surgery that you got. Now you have to take a medication for the, yeah. for the liver problems that you're going to have yep. with the medication yep. that you got from the surgery. And then it just keeps going down the line and yeah, down yeah. the line. And eventually all that stuff, that's what starts to deteriorate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical yeah. bills, it's well, like, what's too. the point? Yeah. 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 <laughs> now the only thing that was good about the, when I, between carpentry and plum uh no between was it plum, during carpentry i was trying to do this business and sell insurance al whims and i did good in it and i and, uh, did very well as far as uh you know selling stuff and hiring people and i won a lot of trips like i won trips to san diego uh, san francisco i won trips to uh what Bermuda. for like sale like yeah. being like the top salesman top or something salesman so i won that and um i was able i never went on those trips i went on maybe one i went to one of boca raton so i sent Grandma and Grandpa to uh, uh, San Francisco. I sent them to oh, wow. Bahamas. I sent them to Boca Raton. You know, so those are vacations they would have never had. And yeah. these vacations weren't like, you know, no. They were top top hotels, Boca Raton Beach Club Hotel. They went to. They went to one the one in San Francisco. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was top of the line. They were there for seven days. So, so so Dad was so nervous about that they'd find out that he wasn't the guy who did the trip. So he wore my name tag, <laughs> and I'm like, 
I'm like, Dad, they don't care. So he wore my name tag, and it was Paul. You know, so he's on the trolley one day, and there's a bunch of people from the company, and he's sitting there. He's like with, my, with, with mom, and they're, they're going up down the trolley. And one guy from from the company is like, "Hey, Paul. Hey, how you doing?" He goes, "Where are you from?" And, and my phone, and my dad's like, "Look at him, like, no, no, I'm not Paul. He goes, I'm Richard." He goes. Oh, who's Paul? He goes, oh, no, no, I am Paul. I'm <laughs> not even going to play the character correctly. <laughs> I can't even remember. Well, he goes, <laughs> just, when he told me that story, I go, Dad, you didn't have to wear any of that stuff. So I go, Nobody <laughs> They cared. don't care. No, no he just, uh, just say, my son, he was, a, he was a vice president with the company who did that. But I did that for a three-year stint during the trans, during when I was doing carpentry. And then after that, I just, you know, that, that's when I went over to plumbing. You I'm know. surprised he was so concerned with that because <laughs> everywhere else in his life he just he would uh, he yeah. just didn't care. No. He would say he would talk to anybody, bust anybody's chops. I told you this story the other day when we went to the diner. The jokes. He that used he to used make to this tell. stupid joke every time we went out to eat. Skin. So stupid. Oh, what happened to your face? And the person goes, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, there's skin all over it." And it's just and my and grandma would just cringe every time. But he asked this one waitress that. She goes, he goes, what happened to your face? She goes, well, actually, years ago, I had gotten into a really bad accident. And he was mortified. Yeah. And he never did it again. He uh, never said it again. And my grandmother was probably so pleased because he finally got his comeuppance. Yeah. <laughs> but every time, like. She probably paid paid that, the waitress. Listen, I'm going to tell, I'm gonna tell to you. you something. The, what my grandparents have gone through. And the fact that they stuck together, yeah, yeah. and then uh, later in life, how they just they would old school always go places yeah. together. Like if she was going to the grocery store, yeah. he'd be like, "All right, I'm coming." He'll be right there. Like yeah. it's just it's unbelievable what they went through at beginning of the in the middle of their marriage to wind up like that. I mean, it's yeah, but that's but that's old school. That's like that. Yeah. That's all they had. Like we they like our vacations weren't any vacations going. Like they would pile seven kids plus luggage. Uh, and any animal we had, we would drive out to Colorado, not knowing where we're going. And then uh, my mom would either call someone she knew out there she went to high school with. Yeah. And then we would bar- bombard their house <laughs> with seven kids. <laughs> Running like, like rug I rats. thought it was just you and your husband. We're like, no, it's all seven. It's, yeah. it's nine of us. <laughs> I heard so. <laughs> and then we went to Texas and we did that. And But you know, back then, people would take you in your home. Yeah. You know, yeah. today like, well, I got things to do. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, you know, back then, they could make a phone call. And then people would hang out with you. You know, today people wouldn't even, you know, no, I can't, I can't do it. You know, do you remember on the first, on the first episode we did, I told the story about the bicycles. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I remember that. And I remember my bicycle, we all got, we all came downstairs and I was like, I can't believe we all got bikes, you know? And I think Peter and I were out already on the road that morning, Christmas time riding around. I remember I went around to the block and my buddy Joe Bava lived there with my best friend, Sills, my best friend today. He goes, oh, it's cool. You guys got bikes? I'm like, yeah. So there was a thing back then we called ghost riding. So you would get on a bike and all of a sudden you jump off it and see how far the bike right. would go. Yeah. <laughs> so I had, a, I had this brand new bike and all of a sudden he goes, oh, let me try it. Gets, was flying down the road, jumps off the bike and lets the bike go. I'm like, what are you doing? That's For, my the new one? <laughs> brand new bike. Things like, boom, boom, like end over end, hits the bent the handlebars I'm like oh sitting I'm like I hate you yeah it's like, you I can't know, remember we, I can't imagine wheeling that bike home oh and, and you know the, actually grandpa fixed it he's like he, he took one of his pipe wrenches out and bent it back up and it was like alright are you freaking but, kidding I was like <laughs> I spent 48 hours trying to get this thing done I haven't slept in three days you want to know why I got a heart attack because of all of you 
All right. That's what my father always says. He goes, do you understand if it wasn't for all of you? Okay. I would live <laughs> like, a so, king? like a king. I would have none of you. I would have no, he wouldn't. He so would much a, money. He would live in a one-bedroom apartment with <laughs> yeah. a chair and a TV. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's what every dude would do. Yeah. It's like, I live like, we, no, talk, we talk about that all the time. Like, guys will be happy with that. Yeah. They're uh, happy with nothing. As long as I have a roof over my head, somewhere to sit, and maybe something I, to I, watch. I have way too big of a house for me, personally. <laughs> it's like, I need to just be, like, I can sit in one room and just like. Women know, don't understand how we could be happy yeah. with so little. Yeah. <laughs> like, why, why does every guy like a basement? Well, because that's it. That's where we go. Because we're away from you. Exactly. It's cool. (laughs) So you have, how old is Nikki now? 11? Nikki is 12. Yeah, when's he coming to work with us? Uh, He's going to be 16 on Sunday. He's gonna be. Are you, he's gonna be sixteen years old. Sixteen. Abby is. Abby's uh, gonna be eighteen in August. So what are the odds? Because we're just moving down the line. Grandpa, you, me. What are the odds that Nikki would show any interest in this? Well, listen. How long did it take you to? I never you? wanted. To well, what exactly? Hold on, hold on. I gotta bring this up because <laughs> yesterday when we stopped by the house to drop some stuff off, what did you say? What did you say? He was helping you out with something on your truck. <laughs> And you go, are you guys sure that you want him to come out with you? What was it What was it that he was doing with you? Oh, he's lifting off the rack because we have to rack up when we go away on vacation so I can put a toolie on top. And it's a simple thing. I'm like, Nikki, just lift up and step back. And meanwhile, he's getting wrapped around his thing. I'm like, I don't think you want him to work with you. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm okay. We have, we, uh, no, there he's, was- he's a good, he would learn quick. And uh, the fact that when he has his parents telling him, you know, kids are lazy, but when he's working for somebody, he would he would learn how to do it, yeah. But I mean, I had grandpa. Like I said, grandpa used to take me, Mike, David. Yeah, he used to take us out usually when we hit around ten, eleven, twelve years old. And I remember, I didn't mind going out with him. First of all, he always bought us lunch. Yep. Every yep. every time he would buy us lunch and then buy us something on the way home. Yep. But I used to say, I will never, ever do. Want to go back to that lunch story, your dad. And then, and then, what was, was that lunch story with your brother? What the lunch story with your brother that you tell me all the time <laughs> when he took your brother out to he lunch? You take my brother out. Did he uh, get a hot dogs in Mood Forty Six? No, he goes. <laughs> Listen to this. This is so funny. He comes back. First of all, he takes my brother out, and he goes, "Let's go get lunch." To give brother. a little bit of context, because your brother, you're a big guy. The courts are big. Yeah, but right? this was he. My brother was ten. Oh, yeah, he was still. He, he was, was still a beefy six, ten year old. They're big, and I'm not yeah. saying fat. They're just big boys. Yeah, he was, I don't have he that was, problem. He was a beefy 10-year-old. Yeah. And my dad, I mean, my brother- Football you, players. Let's yeah. think football players. Some, and his Phil's big. What are you, 6'3"? 6'2", 6'3", 6'3". Your brother- I'm not going to tell you my weight. Encapsulates <laughs> you. All right? He's much bigger than you. He fills the doorway. Well, he was. my brother was husky, and he takes him out. He takes him out. <laughs> he, he brings him to lunch. My brother, and he's like, what do you want for lunch? And my brother's like, I want Taco Bell. I was like, all right, I'll take you to Taco Bell, but I want White Castle. My brother's like, no, nah, I want I want Taco Bell. So they walk up to White Castle. My brother's like, can I get a number two and a number seven? <laughs> my grandpa's like, all right, fine. He worked hard today. It's like I didn't make that much money yet. <laughs> We're still charging only $45 for flappers. What are you doing? So he takes Lunch, it to Taco Bell. Bucks. My brother's eating it in the truck. Because we never, we never went, we never got yeah. fast food when we were growing yeah, up. Yeah. So, and every time we came down here, Grandma and Grandpa would always have cold cuts in oh, the yeah. in the fridge, and they would take us out to Ham eat and Swiss and, cheese. Yep. <laughs> so my grandpa's like, "Well, I'm on, I'm going to go get White Castle." My, you ever had White Castle? My brother's like, "No." So he goes and gets White Castle, and my brother has scarfed down the Taco Bell, 
and my grandpa and grandpa goes through the drive through. He gets himself White Castle. He's like, you want to try one? My brother's like, sure. He takes a bite. He's like, oh, those are good. Can I get a sack of 10? <laughs> a sack of 10? <laughs> yeah. And he ate it. I, he He's 10 was, years old. Growing I'm. It was an anomaly watching this kid yeah. growing up. Like he could pack it away, and now he's just a monster. Yeah. Like six, what is six four, six five? He's totally nice, six six. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's a big just boy. a big, big guy. Yeah, but, yeah. At least you guys grew up. You know, we had grandpa. We had nothing. Like we would get our cabinet to be full with the biggest or the biggest surprise cereal we had was Cheerios, and it wasn't Cheerios that like today's Cheerios. It was the off-brand Cheerios. And then <laughs> and then it was off-brand puff rice. And it wasn't regular milk, it was mixed milk. So oh, yeah. what was it? What was it? Mixed milk. Mixed milk? Like powdered milk? Yeah. Powdered milk. No. You, <laughs> Not oh, yeah. gonna happen. So my mom would go down and make the powdered milk. Uh, we had nothing. We, like like one day I think my my mom came home with Lucky Charms. Before it got out of the bag or the box, it was completely eaten <laughs> That was, yeah. It was completely I know out. that. Well, was, my mom tells a story when my dad and mom got first married. She, I guess they lived with grandma grandpa for like a year or something like that. Yeah. And my mom is this country, Ohio, you know, nice crying. country, quiet, like reserved. Then she met and the court family. And she comes out here right. and it's just a madhouse. She, she buys, she, she, cooks she bakes an apple pie from scratch and she's so proud of it and she puts it out within 20 minutes everyone comes in it's <laughs> gone like, like she comes back to it. like crumbs and she's heartbroken because she wanted everyone to sit down and have a nice meal and my dad's like listen that's never gonna happen here you'll have nothing nice here and you'll we were like pigeons in the park we were like, <laughs> you should have told her listen at least everybody liked people. it it was good yeah i mean he tried, exactly but. there was nothing that landed that was nothing our kitchen cabinets that were empty all the time except for canned food <laughs> that's why you guys are huge no. you guys are big because you guys just ate whenever it Came out. No, of it the never, oven. never in there. It was <laughs> never. Listen, you look at pictures of them. Uh, everyone was scrum. Everyone was so oh, yeah, skinny. We were skinny. Yeah, we were I'm skinny. not talking about fat. I'm talking about big. And when I say um, when I mean big, like I don't have that. I'm yeah, five yeah. foot five on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys are like you guys are big. Yeah, yeah we, our family. I'm not talking fat. Yeah, our family. So Nikki is sitting there, and uh, he we were talking about. It. He was helping rack. I go, Nikki, listen, why don't you work with uh, you know Max and Philip? And he's like, doing what? I'm like plumbing. He goes, he goes, <laughs> what go, do you think they I do? Go, what do you think our family does? <laughs> <is?" laughs> oh, plumbing? Oh, uh, yeah. Mate. Nah, I got football. I go, <laughs> I go. Yeah. He goes. Wait, wait. Do I get paid? I'm like, yes, you get paid. Yeah. He goes. Oh, oh, mate. Maybe I will. Does he want to? I mean, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I'll put up with it. Listen, Max has his own jobs. I got my own jobs. I'll take Nick. Yeah, I'll throw him on. You know, jobs. Just. Two, two, three days. That's how yeah. we started. Yeah, exactly. Now he'll he'll do something like that. Listen, he's four years late. I mean, we, yeah. me, Michael, and David, and everyone else. We started. We just we started. I remember every time we used to come down to the house, and it was after you took over. When after you took over, every time we came to the house, we knew we would get suckered into like separating or cleaning <laughs> fittings or something, or cleaning out the shed. You know, and <laughs> so hey, take fun. you ten minutes, four hours later. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and I, I, I can't grab onto anything. I hate this. <laughs> it was always something, no, but let, uh, listen, Abby's going to college next year, so after she graduates, she's going to be a plumber, plumber, you know, because you know the jobs are out there; they're all blue collar jobs. Yeah, you know, all these kids are especially now, but yeah, even so, nobody still wants to do it. I would. We're going to be in for a rude awakening. Yeah. Well, listen, that, the thing as far as employment, that's the hardest thing. Like, even in my disc, school district, like, we, 
like if somebody shows interest of being a custodian, I'm like, oh, you're hired. Yeah. You know, and but there's a process. And then, you know, our business administrator is like, are you really going through these guys? I'm like, at this point, I'm trying to hire somebody who just wants to work. Yeah. You know, so it's not just the plumbing it's industry. It's like impossible to find. Not the electrical. It's every industry, even our industry. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden you'll get a spurt of people who want to work. You know, so like in our business, I think that hiring is going to be the next big hurdle that we got to do. Yeah. You know, you've got the numbers down. Now we can bring people in to test out and right. say, okay, this is what you're worth. It's tough to find. Yeah. There's, there is no, the, the work ethic has been bred out. We talked about on, like, when I was in high school, everyone had an after-school job. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got accustomed to working for somebody by the time you were 14, 15 years yep. old. But now, the, if, the kids just aren't working. They're in sports. and they're just, Like, I had to order from a local pizza place the other day, and, and the guy does <laughs> hire young kids for the phone. Yeah. And I'm sitting there talking to this one guy, like, oh my God, this one yeah. kid, like, how do you have you ever had a conversation with somebody? How did you get your, you get your socks on this morning? Yeah. That's Is this what your I think first sometimes. time you've ever talked to somebody on the phone? I had ordered I had ordered pizza. I ordered it on the lighter side because I like lighter pizza. And they sent me a well done pizza. So I drove it back down. I called the kid. I'm like, listen, I didn't order this. I ordered a well done pizza. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. I just hear him breathing on the other end. I'm like, hello? You know he's, he's standing like, yeah, there with his mouth open. I was like, well, what should I do about this? He's like, and then he doesn't say anything again. I'm like, I'll see you in a few minutes. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, where have- That's who you're getting today. You're getting yeah. the kids who are are uh, you know are on the phone all the time. They don't have to relate. We're up in, uh, we just took a vacation up in Block Island. And uh, <clears throat> some are, we, we'll bring up certain kids that are in the family, so- one of my buddies brought his daughter up with five of her friends. So they're at the table one night sitting around. Five of them, just five of them not even talking. They're on their phone. Yeah. Not even talking. Yeah. And I walked up, I'm like, Can you, are you guys going to talk to each other? Oh, no, 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 we are. It's crazy. You know? And it's, it's sad because that's that's where things are going. It's like- It's a totally different world. The phone has the phone has killed yeah. everything for, for the, you know, I think it's done by on purpose. I was just- A hundred percent. I was reading an article in the, um, I think it was a post. I actually uh, pulled it out. I was going to send it to you guys. But it says the new depression. And they were talking about depression like back in the, in the 20s and 30s when we had a depression, you know, before we went to war. But the new depression is kids, you know, 45% uh, you know, are, are committing suicide. They're, they're not, they, they don't what? know what to do in life. They don't, oh yeah, I'll show you the article. I'll send it to you. You know, but it's sad. You know, it's That's sad horrible. that these kids are, they 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 feel no self worth because they're watching stupid idiots on yeah. these podcasts yeah. that have no idea, and they just think, oh, these guys are making yeah. millions. Yeah. So what? They're, they they have no talent. There's also a whole bunch of sociopaths that are on TikTok now yeah. because I see when we talked about it before too. I see these kids pulling pranks or doing things yeah. on TikTok yeah, you guys for views that. that it's just plain cruel. Yeah, and. They thrive off likes, and the crueler it is, the more likes they yeah. get. And kids want to emulate that because they get more likes. It's yeah. just I, I don't know where we're going to end up. But no, it's it's sad. But I'm uh, hoping that if once because we talked about trying to put forth a scholarship that we can get kids in, encouraged sorry. into the trades. Sorry. That's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I'm hoping that it will kind of it, it'll kind of just energize the industry and energize companies around us to, to get kids to. Yeah. Do manual. Listen, when you come home and you stink and you've done manual labor all day, you've accomplished something. Yeah. There's no question that you've earned your paycheck for that day. I mean, how, ha many, how many times you pull off a boiler and also you see the rack and the design you put on the wall? 
Um, and then you see all the piping, oh, yeah. made, and you're like, "Wow, I did all yeah. that." Yeah, all you nice know. and level. Or a and house straight. that you pass by when you're driving, and you're like, yeah. "Ooh, I did, I did that. that. I did that I did house. That house. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the the whole thing, the apprenticeship program, or not the apprenticeship program, but the scholarship thing. And I got to talk to Riverdale about this. Is that that's big? I mentioned to a couple people, and like, that's the best thing. You guys should do that. You know, because there was only one kid out of think about 125 kids that received a scholarship for to go to trade school. One kid. Yeah. You know, the other ones were Yale and this and that. And the other thing I'm like, you know, it's just it's just crazy. But I think that's a good idea yeah. for a company to do. You know. I think it's a good idea for most companies to do to plug in and get kids energized to get into the trades because you can't automate us out. Yeah. You can't we're essential workers. Everyone's gonna well, Mac, Mac said he saw some guy an AI doing cheat rock. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. That is a crazy video. But he also made the good point like you're not going to hear a doorbell ring and then the AI is within like yeah, a blue collar t-shirt. Yeah, it's not going to show up to your house. But then again, you have... Job. <laughs> Just to let you know, I, I also have to shut down the water. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that they had a robot packing boxes, like going back and forth between the assembly line, packing the boxes and then dropping it off inside of like a crate. And then eventually it fell over and it couldn't get back up. And I was like, you see? Yeah. yeah. Dumb. Yeah. But that was like me at lunchtime today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but listen... I've definitely enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. I mean, I love sharing stories. I appreciate you coming down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But uh, (laughs) stay tuned for the next one. You're welcome to, like, anytime you want to come on, we'll just just BS and talk about. I mean, we can go for hours. After a while, I'm like, this is like a two-hour one. (laughs) Yeah, so. But, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Plum Bums, episode four. Um, Stay tuned for more stuff. We got some good stuff coming up. But, again, thanks for listening. Have a good one. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Bye.